my son and I. We've been through it. We've been through a lot of it. My son and I. We're gonna do this. We're gonna make it through. Oh, yeah. My son and I. I'm here. And I'm here too. Oh, yeah. My son and I. We welcome you. Welcome to the journey. My son and I. Hello, everyone, and welcome to My Son and I. My name is Tahida, a.k.a. Lady T. Yes, 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 and I'm Egbert B. You're here with us, episode 13, My Son and I. Happy you're here. Let's get started, Ma. Okay, I'm ready. What's going on? You know, Lady, you know uh, Tabitha Brown and Wendy Williams? No, I don't. What's going on? Okay, well, they have a feud right now. Tabitha mm-hmm. Brown, you know who she is? No, I don't. She is um, an internet personality. She got she gained her popularity on TikTok. Mm-hmm. She's a vegan. Uh, she's like cooks vegan food, and she's filled mm-hmm. with all of these inspirational quotes and all these these catchphrases she has. Which anyway, she's a huge internet pr- uh, presence, and the internet really, really loves her. Mm-hmm. So last week, when Wendy Williams got word of Tabitha Brown's latest, very good news for herself, mm-hmm. Tabitha Brown announced to the internet last week that she was very happy to finally retire her husband who had gone to the LAPD 15 years ago in effort to free up some time in Tabitha's own life to take advantage of her career. So he's like, listen, I'll get a day job. Somebody's got to get these bills paid and it's not working. We're both unhappy. You know, I imagine this part is because it's it's so parallel with so many other artists. Uh, So I'd imagine that they're like, okay, both of us, we're unhappy, working whatever, and nothing's getting done. We're not growing. Nothing's happening. So look, I'll go get a job, he said to her. I'll go to the LAPD mm-hmm. and I'll get a job. This will, you know, this will establish some sort of some sort of uh, uh, foundation for us, financial stability for us, while you go on and, and pursue your dreams. Okay. She says, okay, give me five years. In five years, mm-hmm. I'll turn this around, and then I'll be able to pull you out of there, and then you can focus on your dreams. Okay. Well, she says it took 15 years. Wow. It's 15 years later, and she's so proud and so grateful to God mm-hmm. that he's blessed her well enough to finally be able to retire her husband. All right? right? Mm-hmm. Well, Wendy Williams had a different take on that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy Williams, uh, she got on her stage, uh-huh. her, her big purple chair, as she calls it, mm-hmm. and she went on and on, or she didn't go on and on. She mentioned mm-hmm. how uh, if she said, well, that's good, Tabitha, but I don't know if I feel that way. She said, I married a man like that. Mm-hmm. She said, and look where that left me. She said, I, I married a man that was out there. You know, I wanted to push, 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 go follow your dreams, start your businesses and do your things. Mm-hmm. Stay with me, but go on and, and do your thing. Right. She says, and look how that turned out. Her man went on and secretly did all kinds of stuff and had baby, had a baby on her, cheated on her several mm-hmm. times and all that other stuff. So she's like, this is my story. Mm-hmm. And so but and so at, at that point, I'm like, OK, girl, that's yeah. your story. That's mm-hmm. that's what happened to you. Right. Uh, but but I'm you know, whatever. She's sharing her story. This is her show. She in her purple chair. Of course, right. share your point of view. Mm-hmm. But where I took issue was when she said I she then said, I can see this relationships being on the rocks uh, very soon because oh. of this. Oh. And so I was like, oh, that was a little shady. I didn't think that it was going to turn into this huge internet like slash TV fodder. It was all on Entertainment Tonight and Extra and Access yeah. Hollywood. All these big shows are picking up this feud between Wendy Williams and Tabitha Brown. Um, and so Tabitha Brown came back okay. with the most beautiful Tabitha Brown-esque read slash response to Wendy because I didn't take it as a read. Uh, Tabitha Brown got on and she said, Wendy, mm. God bless you, darling. 
She said, how much pain you must be in mm. to have this point of view. She said, I pray that somebody comes and loves you unconditionally. I pray that one day you know what that feels like, and I hope that love comes for you and it holds onto you tight. Mm. I pray that you have uh, support from somebody, unconditional support. She yeah. said, "This is what this is our time. This is good for us." Mm -hmm. My husband took uh, to let me go and live my dream, and it took 15 years for it to happen. But I'm so grateful that it happened now, mm -hmm. and now it's his turn to think like a child and figure right. out what he wants to be when he grows right. up. Which is the deal. Which was the deal we made. She even mm -hmm. said that. She said, we made a deal. Mm -hmm. And this is the deal we made. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought that that was incredible, mm -hmm. uh, an incredible way to respond, mm -hmm. you know, like with such compassion. Mm -hmm. uh, but of course, everybody's mad at her. They wanted her to come at Wendy Williams, of all mm -hmm. people, harder than mm -hmm. she did. I think she did the right thing. I think she absolutely did the right thing. She was she was not only respectful, but she was mature in her answer. Mm -hmm. And she told it like it is. Hey, we mm -hmm. got a deal. Me and this man made a deal together. And look at it, he actually waited 15 years instead of five. Mm -hmm. I mean, that showed right there that she had a real partner who was willing to say, look, I, you, I kept my end of the deal. You keep yours. And God bless him, that LAPD, yes. he made it 15 years to even be able to be there for her. Yes, she okay. said that too. She said, mm -hmm. oh, I got tired of letting my husband put his life on yes. the line for me yes. and my dreams. And we don't have to do that anymore. Okay. Okay. Good for her. Yeah. 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 Her name is Tabitha, though. Tabitha Brown. Uh, I was just about to go, go, Tabitha. Go, Tabitha. <laughs> so, okay. And, okay. Tabitha. Right. What a All name, right. Tabitha. Uh, you know, it's not common, though. No. I did know a couple of Tabithas as I was, you know, coming up through the years. You did? But, yeah. I actually did. I went to school with what uh, one... Uh, Actually, it was crazy because I went to school with one in elementary, and I wound up going to school with one in in uh, senior high. Nice. Mm -hmm. So you've known some Tabithas. Yes, I have. That's kind of where I was going with that. It feels like an like an uh, like an older generation's name. Mm -hmm. Like like it's mm -hmm. not uh, like the most common baby names recently within these past years have been like Aiden and Jaden and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. It's certainly not a Tabitha. No, Tabitha is usually going to be an older person. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's so funny to me. <laughs> Tabitha. The first time I heard the name Tabitha, there was a, uh, back in like 2000, okay. there was a, a, a soap opera okay. on the television called Passions. Mm -hmm. And I would come home from school or whatever, on mm -hmm. my summer breaks or whatever, and I would watch Passions and I would catch up on Passions. Anyway, there was a witch on Passions uh -huh. named Tabitha. Mm -hmm. So anytime I think of Tabitha, I think of that witch from Passions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so your name is Tahida. Yes, it is. Where does that come from? It's actually, my mom said it was. It is a flower in Hawaii, and she loves to tell this little story of when um, she was trying to think of a name for her baby. Mm -hmm. She's in the hospital, and she says she think they said Doctor Tahida, Doctor Tahida, mm -hmm. and then she looked at. Oh, she named me that, and I, over the years, realized, um, hey, my name is different. Where did this come from? And I looked it up, and it's a flower in Hawaii. And when I told that to my mom, she says, Oh, I know. I I had this beautiful baby. She she just looked like this beautiful flower. So I named her Tahida. And I think that I was, I'm, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Okay, that's a beautiful story. <laughs> it is. That's a beautiful way to tell that story, because <laughs> uh, it sounds like we just heard two versions of that story. Did she hear the doctor, or did she have right. a flower? That part. That I think she made it. She made the flower part um, more personal to me because it was like, oh, I just heard his name over the intercom, and I named you that. 
So she made it a lot more personal and a hell of a lot more beautiful yeah. um, in the way that she thought about it. I, I, I hope and pray that when if I close my eyes before her, or even if she closed her eyes before me, uh -huh. she thinks of her beautiful flower to hide up. Yeah. Mm. I think um, they say that your name, you're given your name and it kind of takes on, for a reason. And yeah. so it, like you kind of take on the meaning of mm. that name. That's interesting to me. Yeah, I agree. I think people um, are indicative of their name. I yeah. really do. Um, I've, I've met some uh, people. And, and you know what? Like you said, how you refer to every time you hear Tabitha, mm -hmm. you think of that witch. <laughs> that is really how people, with the name that you have, it really does. Like if your name is Glenn, mm -hmm. I, knew, I knew several Glens, And it's, they weren't all the same. But when you when someone makes an impression upon you, mm -hmm. and that you think of their name, what, and if they were mean, that's mm -hmm. what you're gonna think of negative mm -hmm. things about them, mm -hmm. you know. So, yeah. and I do think a name determines who you are as well. I, I think so too. I think it kind of it can um, it can indicate uh, uh, be indicative of the way that you're gonna be able to move to the world. Mm -hmm. You know, like a name like like I was watching <laughs> I was watching on the internet a couple days ago mm -hmm. uh, these like cooking battles or whatever. Okay. And so uh, on this channel on uh, the internet on YouTube, mm -hmm. uh, there they do these like cooking battles where like frat bros will get together and judge each other's loaded fries, or mm -hmm. um, aunties will get together and, and judge each other's uh, sweet potato pie. Okay. Um, and in this uh, competition, I was watching this battle. I was watching. Uh -huh. It was grandmothers get mm -hmm. together and and critique and judge each other's grits. Oh. And so there were these grandmothers, three grandmothers, <laughs> and one of them name was Keisha. Oh. I said, Grandma Keisha. Right. Oh no, she don't have she no good grits. Old. She must be one of them young grandmas. <laughs> yeah, no, she must be one of them young grandmas. Grandma Keisha can't have no good grits. <laughs> you ain't She's right. Keisha. <laughs> Keisha know how to fry some chicken, maybe. Uh -uh. <laughs> she, she ain't putting her she hooks in no, no grits. grits. Okay. No. <laughs> That's so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ke uh, Grandma Keisha did lose the grit challenge. Oh, she, I was just going to ask you, did how did Grandma Keisha do? I think she came in second, though, okay. but she did lose. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, you do not think of a grandmother when you think of the name Keisha. No, but there's gonna be some grandmothers named Keisha. Yes, I think <laughs> that's what made me think about it. I was like, oh my gosh, there's so many now. All of those Isha names and all of those names, like at some point, we're all gonna be grandmothers and yes. grandfathers. Like, there's gonna be a grandma Taisha, a grandma right. Laquan, a grandma. <laughs> Taquanda. Taquanda, yeah, my baby name, all right? I was just trying to think of, she's, um, the first two letters of her name and the last two letters of her name are the same two, first and two in my name. And so I came up with Taquanda. So okay. your name is Tahida. Yeah. You wanted to keep the first syllable and the last syllable, the exactly. ta and the da. Right. And in the middle, you put Quan. Right. I remember one time when I was younger, I said, Ma, why Quan? You said, it was the 80s, and you threw up your black power yeah. fist. I said, okay, now. <laughs> that part. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so Taquanda. And then my name is Egbert. Obviously, I'm Egbert Jr. I think I've yes. said that on the show a few times. You, you might have, but did you ever mention that uh, originally... Uh, when you were when you were growing in my belly, your dad and I actually kept going back and forth about what name you would have, mm -hmm. and I I had originally picked up the name Tamen Jarrell uh -huh. Gibson, and he was like, "Well, I, it sounds good, I like it, but I may want an Egbert Jr." And mm -hmm. we literally had this discussion up until the moment I pushed you out. Wow! I said, "So what's it going to be?" I literally looked at him. I'm all tired. Belly finally going down. Got this big old nine pound, fourteen ounce baby Damn. finally out of me. And the first thing I looked at him and said, "Oh my God, is he? That looks like ten pounds." And your dad and I look up at your, up at your dad and says, 
So what's it gonna be? Tamin Jarrell, Egbert Jr. He goes, Egbert Jr. I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Egbert Jr. He was like, no, nah, wait a minute, the game's over. I, right, Egbert. let's stop playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like both of those names, Tamin Jarrell or mm-hmm. Egbert Gibson. Egbert Bernard Gibson Jr. is my full name. Yes. I like that. It's real. I, I'm so glad you do now because yeah. there was a point in your time, mm-hmm. your life, where you did not like that. Yeah. You were being called Webobird and all well, that stuff. Well, that's still my and, one of my nicknames. Right. I like Webobird. So right, I know. But it. imagine growing up as a child with the yeah. name Egbert, yes. every child's going to hate that name. Yes, you came to me, I think it was like around eight or so, and you mm-hmm. said, Mom, when I get older, I'm changing my name. And I said, yeah. oh, wow. Uh, you, obviously, I, when you get older and you're grown, there's, not, you know, I can't tell you not to. Right. Well, 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 I'm going to whip you. Um, and But I did say, I think you're going to really hurt your dad's feelings because he wanted that. to, yeah, he wanted his Egbert Jr. to the end. And then, then you came to me one day and said, Mom, I love being Egbert. I yeah. looked up the name. It stands for king, and that's what I am, a black uh, king. I love that that's your memory of how that went. Yes. But th- what happened was okay. I looked up the name uh, Egbert, okay. and it was the first king of one of the first kings of Europe's name. Okay. So it translate. I think that this is the only reason it translates into this because it was a king's name. Okay. But in the in, when you look up Egbert in the dictionary, it says superior. Oh, Right, but I think that that's just because it was the king's name. Okay. But when you look up uh, how to like what Egbert means, what mm-hmm. how it translates, where it comes from, it's yes. an old English name. But yes. even before that, um, it's uh, it translates Egbert means sharp sword, oh. and more directly, the sharp edge of a sword. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so I learned I learned that Egbert sup- supposedly meant superior when mm-hmm. I was in high school, and then when I was in college, I learned that uh, it was sharp sword, and then I looked at my there was a like a, a date of births mm-hmm. like uh, this book mm-hmm. and i looked up august 3rd 1987 okay. and it said the uh, the name of the person born on that day was the exuberant warrior oh, i was like and my wow. name is sharp sword right i was like i was born for this shit let's do that it part, let's that do part. it yes and, that, and there's there's an absolutely great example of a, per, of a person's name being indicative of them because mm-hmm. your sharp sword tongue because mm-hmm. that's what most people call the sharp sword of a body is your tongue mm-hmm. um, can be extremely sharp sometimes I've heard you use it I've even had it used on me a few mm-hmm. times y'all but you know what honestly I can believe that because you're, you've been talking before you could talk I remember when you were in your crib, we trying to watch TV, and you just like, yeah, just having a conversation with yourself. We had to turn the TV up. I'm like, what? The <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's that's I guess crazy. We really was speaking of how your know, name is indicative of you, and that, that's crazy that you looked up all that stuff, and it really didn't mean you. Um, wow. I think more so in ways than just my sharp tongue. I think. Well, uh, you were talking about that. I know I wasn't. You said that. <laughs> I know. I, well, um, that was my conversation. It's uh, it's cool though that I did acquire a sharp tongue from mm-hmm. from such sharp tongued people. Yes. I do thank goodness for that because mm-hmm. that is a is a, that really comes in handy in times yeah. in business where people are trying to take advantage of you mm-hmm. or they think that because of this or because of that that you'll mm-hmm. just stand for whatever. And sometimes you have to. Pull out that bladed right. tongue. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. But you know what? Also, um, that was just a little clowning about being a sharp tongue because um, a sharp tongue can also mean being a very articulate person. And I find that is definitely you. You're a very, you've always been a very articulate child, a person, even when you were a child. And that's, Thank you. that's great because then people can understand everything you're trying to say. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. I don't like to spend too much time explaining what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I know this. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So names. Do you know the most popular names, uh, boy and girl names, uh, from the year that you were born? Tahida. No, no, I don't. Egbert. What is? Uh, in 19, the year you were born, mm-hmm. uh, the most popular names uh-huh. were Mary and David. So that must have been 2,000 years ago. How, why is why, why are those really? the names? <laughs> like, they're so basic. That you know, sounds like, so, like 2,000 years ago. Right, Mary, Mary and, and David. David. <laughs> <laughs> but that wasn't even, uh, not even a, a fraction of 2,000 years ago. Yeah. Um, and it was still the most popular names. Right. Talk about that, that Bible. Yeah, I'm going to say that because that's definitely biblical names there. Okay. Mary and David. Okay. Mm. Mary and David. And your middle name is almost like Mary. Uh, yeah. Marie. Yep. Tahida Marie. Okay. Okay. The year I was born, the most yes, uh, popular true. names were Jessica and Michael. Oh. And yeah. <laughs> you said that like that was something was coming behind that. Yeah. I was just going to say how what an um, important person in your life named Jessica. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but she was born a year ahead of me. I wonder what the most popular names uh, that year were. But she must have set the trend because <laughs> the year later, that was the most popular name. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, this year, 2021, so okay. far, okay. the most popular names for girls are, uh, the most popular name for a girl is Olivia or Olivia. Um, okay. and then Liam is the most popular Liam. boy. Yeah. Wow. Do you know we Making have a, a cousin comeback. named Liam? No, I didn't know. We call him Prentice. His real oh, name is Liam. Oh, his name is Liam. Yes. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, the reason I said Olivia the way that I do is because that's Myra's uh, daughter's name. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's three now, but Myra, you were ahead of the trend, okay? Right. Naming Olivia <laughs> Olivia. <laughs> that's my baby. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so those are the names. And um, if uh, I'm going to take a break because you seem distracted. No, oh, no. So, I'm all right. Uh, we'll be back, guys, with a deeper level. And we're back with a little deeper level. Yes, yes, yes. We're gonna t- we're gonna take this to a deeper level. This segment of our show is called a deeper level, where my mother and I ask each other questions, and we take the knowledge that we have of ourselves or of each other to a deeper level. Mm-hmm. My mother always leads, mother darling. Why don't you go? Okay. Well, I will. Let's see. Well, I was just 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 a little something to start it off with. A little simple something something. I um I like to when I'm doing my events and stuff I like to have some type of gum or something in my mouth mm-hmm. and um you know just to keep it fresh and it's not I, I know how I feel when somebody trying to tell me something their okay. breath is just all up in my face <laughs> so um I I chew gum okay and um I, I'm really partial to one type what do you think you like minty gum or maybe fruity gum what would be best for you um you minty I think that's actually mm. fairly easy for me I probably need some right now too um uh, <laughs> uh but Minty gum, minty yes. gum. Fruity gums to me seems like they go stale too fast. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. I thought I was the only one like that. Uh, that's just what I was going to say. I, minty for me too because fruity, I'm spitting it out. As soon as the sweetness is gone, uh, I spit it out. But a piece of minty gum can be in there as long as it's fresh mm-hmm. while I'm doing my thing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I, I definitely would prefer minty as yes. well. I've had a lot of nights also where like 
there have been there's been a lot of alcohol involved. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> and not only does that help with uh, a, a sucky breath, uh, <laughs> um, but it also did you know that when you're a little nauseous from alcohol, if you pop a mint into your mouth, it'll take the nausea away. No, I didn't. And it Thanks works. for that tip. See, yeah. you're never too old to learn. Okay. And you're never too young to teach. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So so minty for that reason too. The All mint right. Has saved I will me. remember that. Yes, mint has saved me from vomiting and. Really? Many Really? Cabs. Okay. Yes. All right. Thanks. Point yeah. taken. <laughs> okay. Uh, so there has been a lot of news circulating about this topic within this past year here okay. or two. Um, I'll just ask you flat out. Do you mm-hmm. believe in aliens? No, not really. Yeah. Uh, um, um, ah, wow. That's a good question. I never really, really thought about it. I know I watch a lot of movies with aliens in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a child. Not you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that believes in aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll let us know what you feel after me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I don't know in the, the real concept of the word alien, like these people from outer space. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do believe that there may be other um, beings on other planets. Um, but I don't think of them in the sense of aliens. They're going to be these little crazy monsters coming to get us or something like that. I just think they're other beings, um, whether we want to call them humans or not. That I don't know, but in a sense of like an alien, I do. Ooh, I don't think I believe in that. Okay. Mm. Um, I think I do believe in aliens, mm-hmm. and I don't think that. I mean, well, we are humans on mm-hmm. this planet. Okay. We're like there, like there would be humans nowhere else. Okay. I as far as we that. know, mm-hmm. um, and that's what people have been searching for all this time: other mm-hmm. humans or mm-hmm. other life. Yes. So what I, what I hear you saying is that you do believe there's other life out there. Yes. You just don't believe that they'll come to this planet. No, that they have two fingers and they like e- oh. ET and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, I don't think. I don't know what they look like. Yes. I, I haven't had those types of jobs, <laughs> um, you know, to, to, to probe mm-hmm. them or research them or do any of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I do believe that they exist. Mm-hmm. I do believe that they have visited this earth. I also mm-hmm. do believe that they are probably still here on this earth. Okay. Um, I don't, I, I don't necessarily mean the little, uh, green, big head, big eyes, you <laughs> two know, two fingers. fingers, who knows what they look like. Right. They could look like you or me, or yeah. they could shape shift like you or me as yeah. far as we know. But, um, because the technology that they would have had to have used to get them here, there's no telling what kind of technology they'd have in terms of switching bodies or whatever, you know, I don't know, you know, I'm getting real sci-fi here, but, um, I do believe, I think that like you, I do believe that there's life other place. I think that just statistically like numbers, it's just unlikely, you know, we've all heard this theory, but Mm. so this is nothing new, but it's just unlikely that we would be the only life here on this planet. Absolutely agree. You know? Mm -hmm. So, and even if it doesn't mean that there are other walking and in their form talking, uh, moving about technology, Mm -hmm. uh, life forms, Mm -hmm. Even if it's just like microbes, you know, mm. like how we started, if you believe yeah. in evolution, yeah. um, like even if it's just, you know, the the, the tiny, you know, things that live mm-hmm. in water before it's habitable water or mm-hmm. the things that create water or whatever, you know, like mm. um, because there is water on some planets and uh, we've we found water yeah. that's been frozen below Mars. Mm-hmm. So like it's like there's got to be life in there. Um, that's just how water is. Water is the foundation of life. Life is water is what started life life came from water Mm -hmm. so i would imagine that there's life there again even if it's not like this walking 
talking, you know, yeah. breathing, however they breathe, yeah. uh, type thing. I think it's just unrealistic. And then mm-hmm. uh, also, <laughs> I know you've seen that show, Ancient Aliens. Actually, I haven't. Oh, and there's a show on History Channel from like a decade or so oh, ago. I have to check that out. Called Ancient Aliens. Okay. Do it's still very, very interesting to okay. watch, and it, it it opens up a, your mind to mm. a lot of different theories mm-hmm. about how and why our world looks and ticks mm. the way that it does. That sounds extremely interesting. Yes, and they even take like things from the Bible, mm. and they say, okay, well, this sounds a lot like this phenomena, or this sounds a lot like maybe this happening. Yeah, check it. Out, ancient, oh, aliens. Well, ancient, ancient aliens mm-hmm. on the history channel okay mm-hmm. that's Shall a do fun it. One. okay i'm surprised to hear that i would have i would have thought you would have said yeah if i that. knew about it i definitely would have because that's something i love no, i'm I talking live. about you believing in aliens oh oh yeah i'm 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 like i said i'm torn with the uh, the way in the aliens form but i definitely believe in other life outside of ours yeah. absolutely yeah okay well, let me see. I think I got another one for you. Okay. okay. Um, you know me. Mm-hmm. I, I go to bed and sleep when I sleep. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? Do you prefer getting up early or stay up late? Mm, I'm a lot like you in that way, that I'll go to bed when I go to bed. Mm-hmm. So that does determine whether or not I will be waking up early or late. Okay. Um, I usually don't sleep a bunch. Uh, mm-hmm. My old roommates in New York used to joke with me about the fact that I sleep in four-hour increments. Yeah. So even if that means in the middle of the day, I'm going to take a four-hour nap, and then mm-hmm. I'll be up and ready to go again. Gotcha. Um, so it just depends on what's going on. Also, mm-hmm. like, my life is kind of up and down. You never really know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I don't have a set routine right. uh, for the most part, uh, which is very unhealthy, but mm-hmm. as am I. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, so it just depends on what's going on. These days, I'm waking up early because of what I'm what I'm a part of. Okay, yeah. all right, all right. Well, as I said, you know me, I go to bed whenever. But one thing about it, my, uh, I'm with you on that four-hour power sleep, nap, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But I, I have to say sleep because I'm that person that hardly ever takes a nap. Uh, only way I'm taking a nap is if I didn't eat, got fat and full, they can't do nothing about it. Mm-hmm. I just sat down and now I'm done. Now mm-hmm. it's like a food drug. I'm drugged up and I got to do it. But I find that even when I go to bed late, like maybe two o'clock in the morning, by six six, I'm still my alarm. I set the alarm at five fifty five, and I'm wake, waking up before that five fifty five. Wow. Um, I it seems to me I and that as you said is unhealthy because I know sometimes I don't even get the hours of sleep that I should be getting. But for the most part, even when I go to bed late, I still wake up early. So, mm. I, so I'm I'm both ends of the totem pole. I yeah. will go to bed late, and I will definitely get up early. I feel like my day is going by. I'm sleeping yeah. it away. You know, yeah. Yeah. it's true that I will still pop up. Mm-hmm. You know, like my eyes will still open, and I'll mm-hmm. still wake up at about mm-hmm. six or seven every morning. Yeah. It's just whether or not I'm going to stay awake. Gotcha. Depend. You know, when I went to bed determines whether or not I'm going to mm-hmm. stay awake. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. All right. What you got for me? Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. So I know that you do a lot of work from home. Yeah. I know that you also do work outside of the house. Your mm-hmm. work from home then sometimes brings you outside of the house. Mm-hmm. Hopefully more than sometimes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, because of the type of work you do. Hey, exactly. oh, oh, 
Do, do they but, drink if I say bedroom candy or only if you say bedroom candy? I think they should be drinking whether bedroom candy come out of any one of our lips. <laughs> okay, well, she said it. So take your drink. Take your drink. <laughs> uh, yeah, because bedroom candy. Okay, because that's, you know, when you're working outside of the house, that usually means financial opportunity. Okay. Yeah, planting seeds. Okay, planting seeds. <laughs> uh, anyway, so what do you do? What do you do on your commute to work? Do you listen to music? Do you listen to a podcast? Do you think? Do you pray? Do you, are you watching the road? Are you, what's that uh, like? I definitely pray. I say a little traveling grace prayer before each each uh, travel. Um, Sometime I even say it in the house before I even get in the car. I'll thank Jesus for, for traveling grace and charging his angels. And I'm going to be very honest with you. I turn on the radio and I maybe I mostly listen to the radio. But I usually mostly am on my phone. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess, and I'm be honest with you, I do watch the road. Mm-hmm. Um, so those little things are in there. But I am that person that is usually has that little earpiece in one ear and on the phone. Okay. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Sometimes even just listening to MapQuest so I can make sure I get okay. where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but I'm, I'm definitely one of those people that talk on the phone while I drive. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I, I'm yeah, probably listening to a podcast. Yeah. Um, or music because a lot of times, especially here in LA, mm-hmm. uh, I get to drive while I'm on my commute. Yeah. <laughs> my commute equals driving. Right. So a lot of times that's... Uh, not so much these days because I don't have a roommate, but mm-hmm. a lot of times that's the only real chance you get to just belt out some songs. <laughs> <laughs> so I like to do that in the car. Yeah. Uh, but I get to do that at home these days because I don't have anybody above me, below me, or either side of me right now. Mm-hmm. So, which is completely different from New York. Yeah. I mean, that it was it's so drastically different for me that it was it was like a culture shock for me like at first when i got here mm-hmm. that first like couple weeks i used to have to play i don't think i've told you this before mm-hmm. i used to have to on youtube play uh uh nighttime new york sounds to get to sleep oh, wow I swear, I needed to hear that car go by every few yeah. often. Somebody screaming out there talking about whatever. I needed to hear that random siren. Mm. I needed to hear the garbage truck. I needed to hear these sounds yeah. to like lull me to sleep. Wow. I know. Okay. It was bad. I was going through it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you turn some traffic on. Or there's a car. Just, literally. I mean, this trash truck. Mm, yes. <laughs> yes, Literally. It was, it was tough. It was really, really tough. But um, yes, so probably a podcast or music. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. That part, all right, all right. Let's see what you got for me. I just asked you that. That was me? Yep. Oh, okay. Your turn. Okay, well, my turn then. Let me see, let me see. All right. I was thinking about this. Mm-hmm. So I was saying, let, let me get a little deeper on it. Yeah, okay. Let me get a little okay. deeper on it. If, um, let me see how I'm going to phrase this question. If you had a choice, Would you prefer to ruin the surprise at a surprise party or show up and realize that it's too late and realize too late that it's a black tie event? (laughs) (gasps) And why would you say that one you say you pick? Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Now, that one is hard. Because to me, there's nothing worse than Mm -hmm. the person to ruin the surprise. And don't I know it. (laughs) <laughs> what do you mean? Don't tell you the show. Please don't even tell you oh, about the show. We uh-huh. can't we we got if we have like any TV, TV show? show, yes, any TV show, documentary, play, whatever, that I'm I'm excited to discuss with him and he ain't seen it and he wanna see it, 
Don't tell him don't. nothing about. It. Can you? Can I at least tell you the name of the thing? That's all I need. <laughs> Just the name. I don't need a synopsis because if I'm in, I'm in. Mm. Like if I'm sold, if I say I'm gonna watch it or I'm in, I'm I'm in. Right. I don't want to know more. It's like mm. a spoiler for me. Yeah. I think it's because of the work that I do. Like mm. it's already like the magic is already out of it. So I have to get rid of mm. all, seeing the work, and mm -hmm. I'm just trying to absorb the story. Gotcha. So now, if I know the story, that's that's the last thing I have left. Mm -hmm. Also, I'm not the only person like that. Like, there is a whole... I know. That's a big thing. That's why a couple weeks ago when I was like, oh, wait, wait, fast forward, spoiler alert, because that really gets under people's skin. Yes. Like, people don't like that. I'm mm -hmm. not alone in that one. Yeah. But no, so, but a party, mm -hmm. I would regard that differently. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but I, but I do feel, again, because... What I was saying was, I there's no there's a special place for people who want to ruin the surprise of a party, somebody's surprise uh, party. So Why ugly. would you do that? Why? That's so ugly. And and even if like even if it wasn't your intention to be ugly, mm -hmm. but um, is that your dryer? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was like, wait, what are we? What is this? Right, right. Got a warning? Should is it over? Down? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and so. Uh, yeah, like, uh, like, like, cause even if it's not your intention to be ugly, because I doubt if people want to ruin this prize just because they want to ruin this prize. People, mm -hmm. some people just can't hold their tongues. Yeah, some people just don't know how to do that. Yeah, um, and so, so like I said, there's a special place for them. You don't tell them that it's a surprise. You don't tell them anything. Right, right. You, you know that person's gonna open their mouth. Don't tell them exactly. That. It's a surprise for them too. Right, right. <laughs> um, and so, but then showing up to right. a black tie event without realizing that it was a black tie event. It depends. So, like, so it's hard. This one's tricky for me too because mm. it depends on who invited me to where. Oh. So, if I'm if I've been invited to some place that's a black tie event, usually mm. I had an idea that it was at least semi formal or okay. semi fancy okay. because it's a black tie event. So that means I knew that I was going somewhere. I just didn't realize it was black tie. Right. So, so I'm probably still gonna have on something at least acceptable. Like okay. I might not be wearing the tuxedo, but I probably right. still have a blazer on. Mm. I probably still have a nice button down and a good pair of shoes on. Uh, so I think that would be okay. So I would hate, what, do I want to be the person to ruin the surprise? Mm. Or what's the question? Yeah. It's, would you prefer to be the person that ruins the surprise oh, at a right. surprise party or show up and realize it's too late for a black tie, black tie event? So I'd rather show up. Not realizing that it was a black, black tie, because yeah. I don't want to be the person to ruin yes, the surprise yes. ever. That's that's that is totally where I would be totally my choice. The last thing I would I'd rather go to a black tie event with some shorts and flops on oh. before I told somebody I ruined someone's surprise, and especially if that was a special special surprise for that person. Yeah, I would prefer to be the one uncomfortable at this black tie event. Because you know what? I can explain. I'm, I didn't know y'all. I thought it was beach attire. I thought we was about to get down. I got comfortable. I know before I be the person to have this look on this person's face because I destroyed their surprise. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that would suck. Or, or would. the look on everybody else's face yeah, that I, realizes yeah. you don't support the right. person that's been planning this party and all of that. I, I'd rather people be laughing at me because I got on these flops and and shorts at this event than to be mad at me because I ruined this person's surprise. So that honestly was a, a, a factor in how I chose my answer. Mm. Now, I wouldn't want, I don't know if I would prefer to show up at the black tie and shorts and flip flops. I'm just saying, I just used that as an example to the to the uh, extreme that it could happen because if you, like you were saying, you might know something, 
this let we looking we looking like you didn't know it was way too late and you showed up in some flip flops and some some shorts thinking it was a beach attire and you ain't know you got your little beach hat on some suntan on. <laughs> that is an extreme. That's a different example than you gave. Going, but, so it. I'm not. So right, if I right. were to answer that example, I would probably ruin the surprise. I'm oh, not okay. going to show up. Because it might be important. You know, like, like that's the work I do. I, I have to show up a lot of places. But if in. you're not in front of the camera or anything, and no, you just that ain't, guess most that this person not. I'm, I I'm, do theater. I'm usually not in front of the camera. Well, I'm just saying. It, I'm uh, like, no. What I'm saying is the, uh, that usually those types of events mm-hmm. mean something in my world. Okay. So I would probably choose to ruin the surprise mm. than show up at a work function looking like, I didn't realize it now was work. you putting all this stuff on it. No, that's what a black tie event is usually a work function for me. Okay, all right. Okay, okay. Maybe you missed got that point. Got you, got you. Okay, okay. Uh, so I don't want uh, to show up mm-hmm. in shorts mm-hmm. and, and a t-shirt uh-huh. um, and some flip-flops mm-hmm. to people that I'm looking to hire me. Got but you. I would maybe as we're walking into the party, be like, ooh, now be quiet because you know they're all there or something. <laughs> I don't know how I would ruin that surprise, yeah, yeah. but I would probably rather do that than F mm. up opportunities for myself. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. we we putting all that spin on opportunities and all that. Hey, of course, I'm going to say, let me, I'm, I'm, I'm always ready for the opportunity. You got, you got to stay ready if you want. You ain't got to get ready if you stay ready. Okay. And, and, uh, uh, honestly, if it's going to depend on me getting a, a opportunity, I'm sorry, baby. I I, I told you, I told everybody you was having a girl. Damn. <laughs> yeah. I told I told one person and they just went around like wildfire. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the loophole. Like, girl, I'm sorry. I told one person. Right. I told one person. I don't know how everybody know. Right. Just go on and do your gender reveals, please. Right. That's your uh, is, is, yes. is it gonna do that every so often? I, I, actually, we? yeah, we're gonna we're gonna end that. When we take a break right now, we're gonna go, I'm gonna turn this dryer off. Is it going to keep... How often does it do that? It, it, like maybe every five minutes or so now that okay. it's at the point. So I do have more at. questions. We're not through this segment. So do you want to just go and do that? I absolutely can. Okay. You don't want that to keep happening. Uh, we'll be right back with more of a deeper level. And we're back with more of a deeper level. Yes, 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 we are. Okay, so we left off with one of your questions. So I will ask you a question. Okay. This one should be pretty quick. All right. Uh, when was the last time you cried? I just cried this the other night watching a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, sometime when um, I need a good cry, uh, watching a sad movie would definitely do that. And I watched this absolutely amazing movie, and it brought me to tears. So mm-hmm. I was just have to say about two days ago. Nice. Mm-hmm. What was the name of the movie? Do you want to? Uh, yeah, actually, it's called uh, Discarded Things. It was absolutely amazing. That sounds familiar. Okay. Yes. Discarded Things. Yes. It was so touching and so real. Where'd you watch cry. it? On Prime. Okay, discarded mm-hmm. things on Prime. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look for it. Yes, please. All right. I watch it again. Yeah. Right. Discarded things. Okay, on Prime. Um, the last time I cried. Oh, we were in Vegas, and my sister was sick, and she didn't want to hang. And I, I had to think about that. Like, what? why were you crying? Because I know <laughs> that, like, uh, well, it's silly. <laughs> but I, I know what it was. I, uh, I'm open. I'm wide open. I'm in this, like transitional space and I'm closing out a chapter. I'm starting a new chapter. I'm finally with my sister. She's the only reason we're here. I don't know the last time I'm a, the next time I'm a seer. I'm excited. I'm happy. And I'm drunk. Uh, and it was just like, a, 
You know, because I am. I've been an exposed nerve this whole year. <laughs> and I think right now, especially, like, mm-hmm. I, everything is super nostalgic. Mm-hmm. Um, everything just just reminds me of something else. Mm-hmm. And it's like the, the close of a chapter, you know, yeah. when you kind of reflect on everything. So mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm wide open right now. Oh. Uh, probably shouldn't tell you that. Uh, but <laughs> I am, uh, which means that I'm liable to bite back if you bite for me. So yeah. that was my nose to you. Mm, Starting something. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Barking. I'm barking. <laughs> Don't get bit. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, that was the last time I cried. Your turn. All right. Well, let's see. Huh. Let me let me think about this. I got a couple of them here. Um, oh, I got one. I got one. Um, if you had a choice, would you prefer to eat the same thing for every meal are never to be able to repeat that meal. You're asking a fatty or one of your fat ass kids. <laughs> <laughs> fat ass kids. <laughs> um, oh, dang. Ask it again. Would you prefer to eat the same thing for every meal or never be able to repeat that meal? What meal? Whatever it is. Whatever. I, I would have to say, um, obviously, something meal? favorite. Because obviously that'd be an easy choice if you didn't like it to not to have to eat it all uh, for every meal. So let's say some of one of your favorite foods. Okay. If you could eat that, if you would you prefer to eat the, that same thing every time? My or, favorite meal yeah, over your and favorite over. Favorite meal or never be or able to have never it be able to repeat it. So that means you can have it once, but you can't repeat it. You cannot repeat your. Let meal. me make sure I understand. Okay. So would I prefer to be able to eat my favorite meal mm-hmm. every single night or have it one last time and never again? Right. The same thing for every meal or have it that one time and never ever to repeat it again. Right. Um, I would probably want, ooh, mm-hmm. off the top of my head, it's like I would want my favorite meal over and over versus never being able to have my favorite meal again. Okay. But then I'm like, I'm a fatty. I like so many things. And I could get around <laughs> that. Right. I could just re- I could just remember that that amazing meal. <laughs> then to yeah. never be able to have anything else again. So yeah, so probably just have my my favorite meal one last time. Okay. All right. So how would you answer? You that? Um, I, I I'm I, I'm ugh, that's kind of hard for me because yeah. um, I'm that person like when I go to a restaurant and I try something I really like it. I'm, and I'll say, ooh, that was so good. The next time we go there, I'm going to try something else. And mm-hmm. then I'll get there, and I remember <laughs> how good it was the, the last time I was here, and I yeah. had that. And I will probably eight, maybe even high as nine out of ten times, choose that same meal again. Okay. Because I'm like, ooh, I don't know. Right, I know that's um, good. Yes, I don't know that. So, ah, uh, but to have that same thing every single day, now it may be become, it's not my favorite thing no more. I'm right. tired of this. So, ah, uh, that's hard. But I guess I would say not not have to repeat that all the time because I could find something else, mm-hmm. you know. I, I, instead of having to eat that same thing every day, I may not be able to repeat it, but I can find something else that will uh, satisfy my palate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, same answer. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Yeah, All right. Uh, let's see. What advice would you give yourself, uh, your your five years younger self? So five years ago, if you were to meet yourself five years ago mm-hmm. today, mm-hmm. what would your today person say to that person? Girl, start making the changes in your life now. So five years from now, they'll be made and you can keep on going. 
instead of procrastinating and staying on the, the you you know what's in your heart, go for it, stop being scared, stop being um, uh, intimidated by the situation. And five years, if you do this started now, five years from now, you'll be over it. It'll be done. It'll be in your past. So that's what I'll probably tell myself. Um, five years ago, get on it. Stop playing. Okay. You know that's what you want. Do it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so you would, you would, uh, that. Encourage. Yeah, I would, yeah. I would encourage myself to know that you're wasting five years. Do what you got to do. That you would be wasting. Yes, that I would be wasting five years. Okay. So, so, so woman up and get the thing done. You know the desires Put of your Put your big heart. girl panties on. Do this. Yeah. You know <laughs> the desires of your heart. So do it. Yeah. Do it now. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. How about you? Um, I would probably. I gotta think back five years. Hold on, what, what year was that? Because <laughs> this time is moving fast. Right? Can you believe it? Sheesh. Uh, so twenty sixteen. Yeah, that helps. Okay, so twenty sixteen. I was twenty nine. Mm. This is my last year of my twenties. Yeah. No, so that wasn't. That was five years ago. Yeah. Oh yeah, twenty nine. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So that I was turning twenty nine. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, I found love that year. Uh, I was able to experience some love that year. Mm-hmm. I remember, um, I remember at 28 mm-hmm. being just kind of disillusioned with everything. Okay. I, several, you know, as you grow, that happens mm-hmm. over and over. Mm-hmm. And so I was in a phase in my life where it was like, dang, I've done it. I've, I've hit my goals. I've hit most of my smaller goals that would get me to my large goals. So I was like, you know, maybe it just doesn't happen for everybody. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I, the fire felt like it was gone. I couldn't get excited about performing anymore. I was still doing favors for people here and there, but I wasn't pursuing mm-hmm. it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I've done it. I've performed all across this country for hundreds of thousands of people. I have two original cast recordings. I've done all of it. Mm-hmm. I, I've done, you know, web series and movies and I just felt like I had done it and I couldn't find my passion Mm. and it scared me. Um, I remember being in a cab coming from work one night uh, and I was riding, I was sharing a cab with uh, my friend Alyssa and my friend Monique. And they were like, so what's it? What's next for you, Egg? And I was like, I just don't know. Mm. I felt like I had done it. And then I was like, okay, well then maybe I'll start to put my focus into like love or something. And so I found love um, and I was able to experience it. Um, but by the end of that year, that was over. Uh, I, if I were to go back, I would say just enjoy the moments for what they are. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. like don't put, there's, don't, don't put too much into things. Okay. Like, um, like it's inevitable, you know, things come and things go. And with that relationship, I felt like while I knew that this would this was going to end, mm-hmm. I think I put a little more stock into it emotionally mm-hmm. than I needed to, because well, I didn't know how to, I didn't I mean I, it had been so long since I was in a relationship, so it was like I was relearning how to navigate those waters, and and um, I was just trying to learn and grow mm-hmm. um, with him, and I wanted. I wanted to, uh, I wanted more than the time that I was allotted. Not like I wanted more, okay. and I, I didn't want to still stay with him, but I wanted to have gained more from okay. it, okay. like that. Like I wanted more than yeah. 
it was than it was worth. Okay. You know, yeah. uh, but I'm so grateful for that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I was able to be reminded that I can have love and that I am deserving and that you know I am capable of giving it uh, and receiving it because receiving it has been the hardest thing for me. Okay. I don't I don't do that well, um, and so I had to figure out how to do that. Okay. And I think I, w- I got to learn that mm-hmm. I am still capable of it. That's good. So if I were to go back uh, five years, I would say uh, enjoy the moments. <laughs> enjoy the moments. Don't uh, put too, nothing is, yeah. nothing is worth more than this moment, mm-hmm. you know, than it, than it is worth in this moment. Mm-hmm. So just enjoy this moment with whatever this is. Okay. Yeah. Enjoy. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Do you have another one? I or? have another one. Okay, I go have ahead. Another one. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm actually. I I was thinking about this, and I came up with this, and I said, "Um, let me see what he's gonna say." All right. You know, I'm your mom, mm-hmm. <laughs> and if I, what story from when you was little? Mm-hmm. If I'm I'm up here telling stories about my young Egbert, and what story? From your childhood, would you prefer that I tell about you? Um, what story mm. would I want you to tell about me? Yeah, when you were little, from when I was a kid. Yeah, um, I love the cowboy boot story because <laughs> <laughs> I think it's still so me. Yeah, uh, to to have a piece that I just love, okay. I always do, and it's usually a pair of shoes. Yeah. I love. I usually have. The, I will have four or five different pairs of shoes that are all in very good condition, but I choose the same pair every day. <laughs> uh, uh, um, that's a fun one. I just love. I just love the image of a little three year old needing his cowboy boots, oh, no yeah. matter what he has yes. on. Yes. Well, I'm gonna tell this story, y'all. Let me tell you. When he was I think a little boy, did. Did I, oh, on episode ten, uh, oh, did episode, I, when you with them cowboy, I yeah, told the story. With my okay, sister. So they, yeah, y'all. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> I sure did. That was yeah. That was uh, he loved them boots, y'all. I did. I loved one those everything. I'm <laughs> uh, like, go get your shoes. Always them cowboy boots. <laughs> okay. Do you have a favorite story of me to tell? Um, I actually like the one that. My dad always told for you. Papa oh, always yeah. told her we we were on a family vacation trip, and uh, we stopped. We were in a trailer. We literally was my mom, my dad, me, uh, Egbert Senior, Egbert Junior, and Taquanda, and we were on this little family trip where we were going to Disney World, and we stopped. We took them over home. We were gonna park them over home in their camping area, and we were gonna enjoy. We did though, and it was amazing. It was one of the best trips I had with as a family. And it was just us, though, not everybody else. And we stopped at this, like, little nature park. Or get, I know, I remember a whole bunch of trees. So I don't know if it was a rest area. I, I kind of want to say a rest area. And we stopped. And I tell you, uh, me, Taquanda, and I and my mom had already made it to the mobile home because we went to the women's room. And the men, normally women take forever. But they were taking their time walking back to the mobile home. And it, they had a few squirrels running around. And this little squirrel decided he wanted to be inquisitive and come over and see what was going down. Are you sure it was a squirrel? Why? And not a raccoon. Okay. <laughs> I, I remember being a squirrel, but you're right. Papa uh-huh. used to say it was yeah. a raccoon. You're absolutely right. And uh, the, there was this raccoon decided he wanted to come be a little friendly with the men walking back. and But they didn't think this. They, they didn't know what he was saying. He just he just wanted to come give a high five or something. That's what I thought, you know. <laughs> but uh, they didn't know. They didn't recognize that. 
and Papa laughed, and he would laugh till to the. I mean, you were just a little boy, and Papa still was laughing about this uh, till he died. He would love to tell this story. It's one of the things he actually remembered yeah. in his Alzheimer um, situation, yeah. and he would tell how your daddy <laughs> left his baby. This ran. This raccoon came up to say hi. Your daddy ran and left you. <laughs> and Papa, <laughs> and Papa loves to talk about how the fear that set into your dad made him not even remember he had a son. <laughs> he just left y'all. He left y'all and ran off and left his baby. He thought that was the greatest story, and I love to hear my father tell that story because he would laugh. It tickled him. It so tickled him so much, much. <laughs> <laughs> every time. <laughs> but two things I take issue with from from you from that being your example. Two things. Okay. First, mm-hmm. it was Papa's story. Yes. Which is okay. I would have given right, you right. a pass. I was going. I was giving you a pass the whole okay. time. Secondly, that's more so a story about Daddy. Well, it is, but it made me, I thought about the story when you, because you were little, is that I was asked a question when you were little, and I think that uh, that just stood out to me as that story Papa liked to tell when you was little, you was a yeah. little boy, and his daddy just left him. <laughs> <laughs> what Do yes, you right. have a, can you think of a, a favorite story or a favorite time mm-hmm. of when I was a kid? Um, uh, absolutely. I, I, uh, uh, I, um, I, I might have said in episodes before. I'm a teaser, and I, I tease my siblings, and I definitely tease my children. Uh, couldn't help myself, y'all, hide behind doors and all of that. But this is a story. It wasn't uh, such a pleasant story at that time, but it stands out in my head, and it just kills me uh, uh, when I think about <laughs> the craziness of it. This was a time where I used to um, allow, we, we'd be getting ready for school and work and all that in the morning, and I would ask, <laughs> <laughs> and I would ask Taquanda and REJ to uh-huh. go start the car. And those days, we didn't have cars where if you if that car is not, if you don't lock it with the lock, it, it locks. But if this, and back then, the car, you turned on the car and you locked the door, you locked your keys in. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget, we was ready, finally I asked you to go start the car, and you went to start the car, and when it was time to go, we all go to get in the car, and there the car is running with the keys locked in. You know in what there. made this worse for me that morning? I'm <laughs> sorry sorry to cut you, you ahead, off, uh, but just to, uh, before you get to the punchline, uh-huh. was that it was just you and me that morning. Yes. It, uh, there was nobody for me to look to the side or even, <laughs> uh, it was just <laughs> you and me. say help, Okay. But when I when I went to the car and realized EJ had or uh, Egbert had locked these keys in the car, I, we had a very frustrating morning <laughs> trying to get out, and we were running late. And we went out there to open the door, and the keys were in the ignition car running and everything. I I just couldn't help myself. I came back in here. I was like, Wah. I act like a big kid. I laid on on the floor and started kicking and like oh had a big tantrum, scared the hooli hoo out of. <laughs> I just want. I I thought I choose that. Then to spank my child in this moment of such anger because yeah. you don't do that when you're angry like right, that. Right. So I thought I'd just lay on the floor and have a temper tantrum, <laughs> which was almost as bad as whipping you because you thought, oh, Lord, I done made mama go I crazy. I done it this time. <laughs> yeah, I remember, uh, I remember that vividly. I remember years and years later when I brought it up to you and asked if you remembered, I, I just knew you were going to be like, no, I don't remember that. <laughs> and you immediately remembered it, which made it one of one of my favorite moments. Yes. Uh, because you didn't, it wasn't like you whipped us off in any way. Right. Like that wasn't how you chose to chastise us or teach us lessons. You got in our heads. You manipulated us. Yes. Uh, but it was effective. And I remember when uh, that happened, I remember thinking, oh no. And I knew that you weren't, 
that upset uh, because who's literally you threw yourself to the ground <laughs> and onto your back and started kicking and punching the air and screaming why why <laughs> and I remember thinking damn I done done it I this done time, this time. <laughs> and I knew that I hadn't broken you because I knew it wasn't like mm-hmm. I knew that this was an, an exhibition <laughs> and so I was like damn it I've done it to where she feels like this is the this is what this is her option. This, this is all this I is the had. only thing she can do. I'm gonna punch this air or something because I'm about to punch like, this kid. <laughs> she's literally kicking and screaming. Uh, like how uh, I done done it. I done yes. done it. I tell you. <laughs> I, man, manipulation was so deep in me, I was like, I, okay, instead of whipping him, I'm gonna make him remember this shit. <laughs> I wonder how many times uh I locked the car, the keys in the car after that. How many? Not I, one. I, I, I can't recall another time, <laughs> right. but I'm sure it happened, but I can't recall right. another time. Okay. Yeah, so so it worked. It worked. Okay. Point me. All right, point me. What you got? Okay, I have one more question. Okay. I'm gonna close with this one. All right. Okay. Um, whoa, so I'll just ask it flat out. Okay. Uh, what's the closest thing you can recall to having experienced magic? Have you ever experienced magic Mm. or anything magical? Anything magical? Well, I know I'm sounding corny here, but Mm -hmm. waking up, waking up every day, the Lord opened my eyes is absolutely magical to me. And, and the older I get, the more magical that becomes. Um, but let's see, a magic story, a magic, magical moment. Well, magic, I haven't really experienced anything impressive in magic. I've seen a lot of magic shows and a lot of magic performances. Um, I think magical moment, uh, wow, let's see. It's, it's always something that would be extremely emotional for me, a magical moment. And uh, a magical moment, hmm, let me see. I always find, I, this is real truth, um, times where I spend just time where it's just me, you, and your sister are absolutely magical to me. And we had quite a few of those as you guys were growing up. Because as you know, uh, we I very seldom went anywhere without the two of you. Only grown-up functions, and the, those weren't as much in my life when you guys were children. Um, the magical moments come when we get we are on this, le- this same wavelength where um, the same mind frame, the, si- the same little... Uh, magical emotional moments and, and where we're, we're just clicking and when I leave a situation like that those and I look back and see wow we were just all there just me you and your sister where we we're clicking with each other and there have been times like we've been on a family vacation your dad be in the mix as well but we spent a lot of time with just the three of us and I tell you, those moments where we where they want any locking the keys in the car, <laughs> um, um, us being sh- that I, my sharp tongue and your sharp tongue swords just clashing and clicking, clink, clink, clink. There have been moments where we've just been on this little level, and when I look back at those moments and see how magical they are, I get mad at myself because I didn't take a picture. Mm-hmm. But um, that is, those are such magical moments when I get to spend those times and, and things, especially the older versions of my children, because I don't get that very often. Mm-hmm. We all are going in our own direction, and it's, a, it's far and few in between times where we're able to do that. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I love those. Those are absolutely magical moments for me. That's nice. Yeah. Um, I think, well, mine sounds mm-hmm. way less special okay. uh, than that, mm-hmm. but... Uh, so I do this thing on stage with a lot of people mm-hmm. and 
um, it's not easy work uh, okay. to get a bunch of people together and on one accord, a lot like kind of what you were saying in that regard, but where you get a lot of people on the stage uh, on the same page mm. after rehearsing and then you've got this music and you've got this thing that has to come together. Mm. Um, and for whatever reason it does every time, mm. to me that's very magical. Yeah. And so, and the feeling, you know, like the feeling that we get to invoke, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. sorry, evoke and invoke mm -hmm. uh, in, in people um, is, is magical. Yeah. And so I think the last time I can recall looking at it for what it is mm -hmm. um, was, was the last time I saw. So I've had moments where mm -hmm. I've felt the magic uh -huh. but sometimes it's you could just feel the magic you know you're in the midst of it and i'm talking about as an audience member now by the okay, way because okay. saw magic mm -hmm. uh and so uh uh you can a lot of times in the theater you can feel the magic around mm -hmm. you. it's electric mm -hmm. uh but it's not off it's not all the time that you can find it and pinpoint it and go there it is mm -hmm. that's the light bringer like that's the person that's creating all this magic mm -hmm. um and so the so i've i've been in the presence of magic several mm -hmm. times since this mm -hmm. time but the last time i got to look at somebody i'm getting emotional uh do their magic mm -hmm. was miss cynthia arrivo in the color purple on broadway oh okay i saw it three times mm -hmm. and the first time i saw it i don't i don't sit uh this is gonna sound bouge and fine if it does i don't sit fat past the fifth row okay but it's not because of bouge it's just because I can't see. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see. Okay. So I was uh, in the balcony for uh, for mm. the first time I saw The Color Purple okay. on Broadway. I saw uh, um, Fantasia do it here in L.A. at the okay. Fantasia's years and years ago. But on Broadway, I'd never seen it on Broadway. And with this cast, this was the London cast that had come over. It was a revival. And everybody was talking about this Cynthia Erivo person. Mm. And I was like, who is this Cynthia Erivo? Um, and so I went and I saw the show and Heather Headley was playing, um, uh, 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 Suge Avery. Okay. And Heather Headley is another magical person in the Broadway world. And a person that I never thought I would be able to see live. She doesn't perform on Broadway like mm -hmm. ever. And she hasn't in over a decade. Wow. Um, she does a lot of stuff overseas or whatever. Uh, but I didn't think I'd ever be able to see Heather Headley live. And Heather Headley's on stage, and you know Suge Avery's entrance, even in the movie, mm -hmm. she comes in, she has one line, you show is ugly. <laughs> and then, and so in the show, they carry her, she's stumbling, she's drunk, and she stumbles onto the stage, and their arms and everything, and then she stands up, and she looks at Celia, and she goes, you show is ugly. And then she stumbles off to the other side of the stage, and mm -hmm. then she's off stage. She has one line, and she crosses the stage, says her line, and continues sobbing <laughs> sobbing sobbing i just couldn't believe that a i was in the same building with heather headley and that i was privileged enough to see her work mm -hmm. and that this line just moved this whole because of course there's a laugh that's a it's a funny line and everybody's already <gasps> when she comes on stage and then she sold the line it was just a cross and to do that kind of magic and just like three words one line and across oh and uh, that sent me into all kinds yeah. of, I was, I, I, and my friend Monique was there with me mm -hmm. and she was sitting next to me. She said, you okay, Egg? <laughs> I said, I just can't believe that yes. I get to be able to experience this. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, but then after that, Cynthia Erivo, just everything. Right, right. I, one more, um, you when you telling your your, um, your magical moment, there mm-hmm. was there's been several like that as far as far as I'm concerned as well. Um, <clears throat> one time, I actually went on a retreat with some uh, with a bunch of black women, and we had this absolutely magical spiritual moment after we're we're ba- I mean, the girls were we had a couple of women banging drums, and we just like in this emotional. I mean, it was like. Full, the spirit was there, and I was crying. I was trying not to, but one other absolute thing that was so magical to me, and when you're talking about pulling things together, mm-hmm. was abs- my father's funeral. Oh. I had went through so much to get this yeah. together. I was the one that was taking care of almost mm-hmm. every single thing. I didn't know how this was going to turn out, but at the at in during the service uh-huh. of the of the funeral, our celebration of yeah. my father going home, I recognized the magic yeah. that. That was there. Yes, I recognized all. Oh, I mean, that was so amazing. And I literally had to give my own self a pat on the back and say, you did this, girl. Yeah. You did this. Your dad, well, you you are sending your dad home with a celebration that even I don't even think he would have thought could be. Yeah. It was so magical. That, yeah. that whole funeral, that really whole was. day. Yeah. But that funeral itself, that homegoing celebration for my father, yes. that was one magical, real moment in my life that I will never talking about getting emotional i will never ever forget that was one extreme right now it feels magical just even thinking about it yeah it was that was a magical service like celebration yeah like the way my favorite parts of of i still haven't watched it by the way i still haven't seen it please let me see it okay um the uh oh my favorite moments when everybody getting up talking about how they just knew <laughs> i know so and so said that I, that they were his favorite but mm-hmm. i was really his favorite and here's yeah. why and every single person had a reason yes. a valid reason yes. to believe that and i think that that just talks to speaks to how magical papa was yes that he could make every yes. single person feel that they were the special one in his life yes but i was there Okay, yeah, I sure. think that what because <laughs> after that I had to, I had to, I, of course, yeah. me being me, mm. I, I took that and I was like, how did how how does this one person make everyone around them feel like they are the 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 uh, special one, the favorite, the yeah, favorite was the, the word. Favorite, yeah. How are how are you this one person? Everyone's the favorite, <laughs> and I had to think about that because I have I have I have a lot of groups of friends uh-huh. and a lot of them. Um, get jealous of each other. And I don't understand why. A few of my friends are able to articulate mm-hmm. not why they're jealous. They're usually the ones that aren't the jealous ones. Uh, but they can articulate why um, it's why it's that way. Mm-hmm. I still don't get it. And to me, it's not valid enough to, for me to take that on as a reason. Mm-hmm. But they, somebody said to me recently, it's because you give your time to people mm-hmm. you when you are with them, it's you're with mm-hmm. them right then, mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And everyone knows your life is huge. So it's like, but you're choosing to be here with me right now. Mm-hmm. And I had to think about what was it that Papa did? I think, mm-hmm. so I had to recall why I felt like I was his favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that it's because when Papa was with you, Papa yeah. looked at you right in your eyes yeah. and he spent this time with you. Yeah. And it wasn't about where I have to go next or what was before yeah. this or even a time limit on this time. Yes. He was right there with you, and he took his time mm. to be with you. Yes. I think that's really yes. what made him f- 
feels so special because mm-hmm. he felt special. Right. You know, that like you, he he felt special that you were giving him your time. So he made that a magical time. The whole well, time that too. Yes, yes, definitely. I And that's another thing, too. He did make you feel like it was a privilege to have your time. Yes. Um, but I meant like he felt. He, I felt he mm-hmm. felt like a special person. Yeah, like when he was around, mm-hmm. I regarded him as special. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, and I think that that also has to do with the way that he made you feel. Mm-hmm. And it's true that he would make you feel like you were gifting him with your time. Yeah. When it was the opposite. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he's always came at the right time. Now, that was an on-time daddy, y'all. Yeah. In many occasions, me, he was a little girl, getting in a fight with two girls. Here come my daddy. Oh, boy, did I get some strength then. Yeah. There ain't no, my daddy ain't about to see me get my butt whipped. He always told me, go out there and whip that butt. Don't let no, if you come home and get your butt whipped, I'm going to whip you when you get here. Uh-huh. And he's taught us all that. He was like, fight, would you got, when you feel you, you right about something, fight to the end. And my dad came up almost almost every time I actually got in a physical fight. He come like, how do you know, daddy? But he gave me that strength and that courage that to magic. go on. Yes. That was yes. his magic. He that knew was, when to show up. He knew when to show up and show yeah. out. And show out. <laughs> and did he show out? Ooh. That was the Sanger Sanger. I do. I That's think I said this at his funeral. I said, I, I remember my grandfather being the first person that I got to see mm-hmm. do what I want to do. Yeah. Stand up in front of everyone and sing and belt mm-hmm. his heart out for God. Yeah. Um, and it was the light of God, the magic, mm-hmm. God's magic. That is what I pray for. Every time I go on stage, thank you, Father yeah. God, for your light, for your beautiful magic. Um, and, and, you know, move through mm-hmm. me. Just move through me. Mm-hmm. Open me up and uh, let me be a vessel and, and let people see your light and your beautiful yeah. magic. That is literally my prayer every time because okay. of Papa. Because yeah. that's what I witnessed him do. Yeah. And I, yeah, it was just a blessing to know that I could have this mm-hmm. uh, at whatever level. Because my grandpa was in always in some choir group, some yeah. Christian group or gospel group is the word I'm looking for. Um, he was always performing. He was mm-hmm. always performing. And yeah. so he let me see. Because I always, for whatever reason, as a child, got that I would have the level of success that I, uh, or I would begin to have the level of success that I see for myself at about 36, 38. Okay. And so watching him as a child helped me see that it was okay. Like I would find ways to to get through all of these years. Because imagine being eight and think 38. Yeah. That seems like it is a lifetime. Yeah, it is. Um, and so I remember thinking, but at least I could do things like this. At least mm. there's, there's always going to be a stage. Yeah. There will always be a stage yeah. to share God's light. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yes. Magical. Magical. (laughs) This magic moment. Right? Okay. (laughs) So, uh, all right. I think that that about does it for a deeper level. level. All right. We'll be back, guys, with our plug. And we're back with our plug. This is a segment we take to uh, give you guys information about the things that we are slanging in the streets. Lady T, you're off. Hey, hey, thank you, thank you. Well, you guys know that I have two sources of income. That is my main sources right now, Avon being one, 31 years in my life, 
you want to get some Avon Eskinso sub. I know it's summertime now and mosquitoes and all kind of gnats and bugs are out there. So reach out to me or you can just go to my website, uh, youravon.com slash Tahida Gibson. If you don't remember that, just reach out to us at my son and I are Leo's at gmail.com. And of course, we know we're going to talk about a little bedroom candy, y'all. We have some absolutely great products in bedroom candy for our lifestyle products. And one of the things that we are absolutely, I am absolutely in love with is our Love Life Crush. Our Love Life Crush is a Kegel exerciser, and it's perfect for a perfect com- companion for your pelvic floor fitness routine. It's equipped with built-in sensors technology. Crush measures the pressure, control, endurance, and the grip of your PC muscles over time with our Tassel app. You can literally, you, you know, it does everything for you. You want it, you're done with your exercise. Well, I'm going to tell you just the benefits of Kegels. Kegels are absolutely amazing. What I love about this Kegel is not only is it a built-in sensor, measures your pelvic floor activity, it actually does the exercise for you. There's a fi- vibration feedback as well. You can just swift the flip. Switch, and now you download the Tassel app to your phone. It's waterproof and it's USB rechargeable. You download the app, your partner download the app, and they can actually swift this, switch this into a vibrator that they can literally vibrate you anywhere in the world. Um, Kegel exercises are absolutely great for it's great for sex. It makes it for you and your partner. It gets you a little nice and tighter. Kegels also help your overall fitness. Get, make sure your pelvic floor is healthy because you can literally have a prolapsed pelvic floor where you have to have a procedure where the doctor goes in. Kegel ex- exercises can also help with your uh, bladder control. It will help with your what is called the when I'm talking about that pelvic that pelvic organ prolapse. That's P O P where you don't want the doctor to have to go in and do that procedure. It also helps helps recovery after childbirth, and it's absolutely great to develop your back and hip support as well. So if you're looking for some Kegos, we have the manual kind that's $45, and we also have these app, this app control one that converts into a vibrator for $129. You want yours? You can go to my website at www.bedroomcandy.com slash 1907, or you just hit us up at our my son and our Leos at gmail.com. Yes. What's the name of that item? It's actually called Love Life Crush, and it is remote control Kegel exercise. Or you can get our um, manual ones, which is called Hold On To Me. They're 45. The remote ones are 129. All right. All right. And the same old stuff for me, y'all. You know know where to find me. Angry Bernard across social media uh, and YouTube. Go over there, like those videos, comment on them. And my son and I are Liam. Oh, oh. My son and I are Leos at gmail.com for uh, any of your performance needs. I'm here for you. We'll be back. And we're back. My son and I are Leos. Yes, we are. (laughs) We just wanted to come back and close out the show for you guys. Uh, So glad you're here. We're 13 episodes in and it's a it's a journey. I know that we are planning on uh, doing this even after I leave to New York, and we're trying to find ways to do that. So in the meantime, we're here, and uh, we're glad that you are. Send all of your, uh, any of your questions or any of your inquiries and everything, you know, it's my son and I are Leo's at gmail.com. Absolutely. Thank you so much, everyone, for giving us your time and listening to us. And I just want to say, be safe, blessed, and prosperous. See you later, alligator. After a while, crocodile.
My son and I We've been through a lot of this My son and I We're gonna do this We're gonna make it through My son and I I'm here And I'm into My son and I We welcome you Welcome to the journey My son and Son and I. Oh, you're listening to my son and I.